Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Michael Hamlet from What Culture, and I'm joined by Adam Nicholas from What Culture to discuss everything that happened on last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only preview and review Monday Night Raw, but also the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay per views, premium live events, and a whole wrestler interviews, roundtable discussions, and have a round the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture but adam nicholas here in the 20s will review a very famous tv show but probably not one of the quality that we used to because we're going to talk about monday night raw are you what? trying to tell me that monday night raw and all this time i've been away hasn't got <laughs> any better i don't believe that for a second I, I look on the twitter michael i yeah. see people are relatively happy with the product up until maybe SummerSlam, where i started to hear Disgruntled folks, perhaps. Well, it's funny you say that, right? Because, yes, uh, for those maybe either long-term listeners of What Culture or indeed long-term listeners of any of the bollocks that we spout on these airwaves, <laughs> they might be aware that we enjoy reviewing a certain quality of a television show. However, this Raw in particular, it was as if WWE were booking knowing that. So, oh, they've got the, we've got the Bojack boys on at What Culture ah, tomorrow. See. And have knocked out one of a surprisingly high standard. But before we go into detail on the show at large, what would you classify your current relationship with Raw? So, as we all know, this, this current month, there's going, to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Yes. Because people are coming in and out. That's why I'm here. That's why you are getting graced with my presence. <laughs> they dragged me from the back rooms. He's like, come on, man, just, just do me a favor. The horse that is ready to be put out of pasture <laughs> is brought back in for one last run, basically. Half um, of you is glued. <laughs> so, what was the question again? Raw, like, yeah. you know, you, we're not sort of grace, as you say, with your presence on these mm. things very often. We uh, endure it most weeks. You do. Um, and I I'm, hear about it most weeks. I'm higher on it more often than not since Triple H took over, I think. Yeah. Um, Sige is more kind of like, he'll compromise that it's obviously superior show than the chaos that Vince, <laughs> latter years Vince was yes. booking. yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> Wilborn is very much just character dependent, truthfully. <laughs> like, truth be told. But yeah, is he like, happy this week? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what did he think of the last five minutes? And he's and been consistent. Be... That is a consistent way that he presents himself. 
like oh. how gross were the five star review comments? No five star review today. Couldn't do it without the man himself. No, so like none of that today. It. But um, yeah, how gross were the last YouTube comments he found? Is often like what drives mm. his emotions coming into this thing. Mm-hmm. But you, as I don't know, like how would you? I was going to say as a casual, how would you classify your relationship with so, Raw now? I like to discuss my uh, relationship with Raw as now being very deliberate. It's not. It wasn't deliberate. It was because I stopped. I've stopped watching because okay. I. I very much watch AW now and yep. don't watch uh, the WWE product as much. I obviously have to keep tabs on it because I we do this for a living. Yeah. But also, my favorite thing to do, and anybody who listens to Wrestle Culture on a Friday will know this. This is law. <laughs> um, and it's true law because I have to do the news. I edit the news a lot with the guys. So come Monday or Tuesday or whenever it may be, I end up hearing all about what happened on Monday Night Raw. We end up talking about the big ins and outs, the big notables. And that leads me, Michael, to my favorite thing about Monday Night Raw and that is the WWE gallery <laughs> of Monday Night Raw, where instead of perhaps subjecting myself to the actual show, mm. which, again, I am genuinely hearing good things about yeah. re- much more regularly, shall we say, than mm. back in the bad days of the Vince era. Uh, I enjoy watching, going through the gallery, and I end up putting together the narratives. It's not that complicated <laughs> of a show, actually, funnily yeah. enough. But also, you can often see who they are trying to showcase more or not based on the way the photographers present these certain people. Like, it's yeah. a different angle for me. So I get to see this. And I have to say, like, well, the most notable person I would point out, just, just a little aside, I know technically on SmackDown, so that's not quite mm. the same. But if you could literally go through the gallery and see all the pictures of Solo Sokoa from the last <laughs> however long, trust me, you'd know what they're about with some of these characters. But yes, my relationship is very much whatever I hear about in the office, I realize must probably be going well yeah. on Monday Night Raw. And there's a lot, I will say. You will agree with that. There's a lot that seems to penetrate the office these days from WWE because yeah. generally the product seems to be okay. Again, apart from everybody getting upset over a lot of things that happened at SummerSlam, mm. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it's uh, my sort of take on WWE broadly, rather than it being specifically Raw and SmackDown, is I think Triple H, I mean, business is good, so the objective metrics favour everything they're doing, but from my personal standpoint, as somebody that wants, is predisposed to want to like this more than not, Mm. it's satisfying its base more than it has done in probably a decade, maybe longer. Um, Vince McMahon became kind of like, not just known as, but almost it became his signature to be an antagonistic booker. I know that's a term that he would disavow, but he would book with like thinking of how we could needle people in this belief that I've got to abuse them and disrespect them in order to keep them coming back. Like, we'll jump ahead in the review a little bit here, but, like, Chad Gable has this brilliant night, which we'll talk about in a bit more detail, but he does it... Certainly looked at it in the gallery, I'll tell you <laughs> that much. <laughs> like, in his hometown, uh, with a big victory, yeah. where he's able to cart around his child at the end and all of that, and it's like, ah, like, that's just nice. And for years and years and years, the last thing you would describe WWE as was a nice promotion. Like, if anything, they would have genuinely or generally picked the opposite I found yeah. like how many times will we make the joke in previous years like not that long ago truth be told where mm. you have that exact thing you've just described there someone's hometown show yeah and they would lose like the, they just lose for the sake of losing because balls to you <laughs> I think uh, much of the which I still maintain was incredibly justified deflation around Cody losing at Wrestlemania yes. was amplified by the news 24 hours later that Vince McMahon was back and Raw stunk mm-hmm. like I think people 
put yeah, those two post... things together. And it was like, not only was that misery-making, mm-hmm. that decision at WrestleMania 39, but now here's a three-hour follow-up that doubles down yeah. on it. And I think, obviously, we've kind of come through the fog of that a little bit. And, like, it's funny to me, there's certain wrestlers that get profiled on this show that are very much Vince McMahon is recovering from spinal surgery and can't get on Skype <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. Triple H. But, like, it's e- either way... He said, get them in now, quick, while he's, I, while like, he's down. That whole thing the other week about Triple H, well, we planned stuff. So yes. what are you going to do about it, Dad? It's yeah. like, well, that's what you should do anyway. Yeah. Like, you should book this yeah, stuff course. in advance. So um, aye, that kind of like, I suppose that sort of, that difficult to define uh, relationship at the top table between Triple H and Vince McMahon, therefore creates a bit of uncertainty amongst yeah. fans. But the more you get roles like this, I think the more people rely on Triple H a little bit. If indeed, I know there's debate on what the differences are yes. between the two, but certainly if you believe there to be differences, this was one of them nights. Of I do think people tend to believe the differences too, and I think probably with good right as well, because yeah. that has definitely been a noticeable shift. The one thing I would say is that I don't, obviously, nobody should really like Vince Superman generally, no. but I do think a lot of people, as Adam Wilborn likes to say, who mm. will be huffing the, huffing the copium, I think yeah. it's fair to say, if anything Triple H does wrong, I think sometimes they just go, oh, that must have been Vince. And I oh, think yeah. sometimes it's actually, nah, no, I don't think so. I think you have to accept sometimes with good booking also comes missteps. That yep. does happen. And whether they are missteps in your eyes or not is completely uh, subjective. But yeah, to go to circle this right back around in the mm. long ass way that I did this, um, <laughs> it's basically my relationship now with it is I very deliberately made myself a casual fan and nobody can tell me otherwise. But it does mean that when I get to watch these shows, I get to see things that you guys are too... Uh, sort of in the weeds, I think sometimes because like you, yeah. you know the patterns, you know this, you know that. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who turns up and goes, "I like that thing. Yeah, that thing looks good. What's that?" And then obviously that is a represent is representative, sorry, of like someone who might be switching the telly on for the first time to watch WWE, mm. a brand new fan, albeit probably ten years old and not thirty two, <laughs> but still, it's that fresh perspective. We talk about this often. We're in the bubble so much with mm-hmm. this. Sometimes you do need an outside perspective. So. Uh, it wasn't on purpose, but I'm going to pretend it was. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what those things were on this one. Indeed. Um, we start with a man that has obviously very clearly brought a number of casuals and hardcores together. That's Cody Rhodes. He opens uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, as few can. He's one of the better game show host guys they've got. Uh, and he talks about obviously beating Brock Lesnar last night, but his own personal shock at the moment where Brock shook his hand and the two of them are raising each other's arms. Uh, he then puts over his mother as being the guy that said, Cody, you're missing the point. You know what he did last night? He... Acknowledged you. Acknowledged you. And obviously, as that is left to linger, and we all get to think yeah. about a certain wrestler, uh, he's interrupted by Seth Rollins. Um, a word on the things that I know you like about pro wrestling. <laughs> let's just do this now. Uh, oh, Seth's, let's do this now, because I've been... This is basically the only reason I agree to this, is Seth's, because I want to talk gear. Yeah, Seth's... Uh, Drip? Is that still what people say? Because, <laughs> like, I don't really like that because I'm too old to say it. Yeah, I think, I think we're like, both too old. And you're really old. <laughs> I'm too old. But he's a man whose clothes are still drip. I of think. course they are. The yellow boots as a sequel to the red ones. Let's talk about that. I mean, no, no, no. Well, let's not do them a disservice. So the yellow, the red boots were one thing. Yeah. The all-in-one boot that looked very Mega Man-esque. Yes. And then we got this... this ver- I did not know what I was opening the gallery today. <laughs> to find a man wearing gigantic boot-sized and shaped Crocs mm. that were yellow, matched with a pair of unreal yellow sunglasses, <laughs> and then this unreal blue and uh, silver sequence-type jacket and pants. Yeah. Listen, I have a difficult and complicated relationship with Seth Rollins. It goes way back to the very <laughs> beginning of time. But man, oh man, 
the one thing he gets right every single week at the moment is you aren't going to forget these looks. Yeah. Like I know him and Becky have a bit of a thing about this. I think often he finds a way to do it that will last in memory. Mm. Sometimes I think Bettys are good, but I also think they are a little bit too off-piece sometimes mm. and I end up not being as into them as much. But he seems to find the balance, and I don't know how he does it, but he like this shouldn't work, but he could be used to pull it off. They have that rule, don't they, as well, about how you can kind of only wear it once. That's yes. sort of the point. I wish I was uh, the, like the local like charity shop near their house or like the thrift store. Oh, come because on, the, Michael. The donations <laughs> go to those charity shops like the Oxfam's in the in the Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins post. Can you imagine? It's got the best stuff. I, I <laughs> See, I like the idea, though, that they've just got a museum of their outfits in their house, which would yes. just be, well, you've got to. Surely you've one got of to these do that. Days. You've got to keep it, them. Even if just for like, can you imagine like the charity auction one day and all of the stuff one day? It's going to be its own Hall of Fame, isn't it? Like the yeah. stuff that they've worn. Unbelievable. Um... Anyway, Seth's out uh, with his toy shoes and his toy belt, uh, and he's basically calling back to a meeting between the two that, uh, kind of another nearly meeting between them. Uh, just before Seth got himself mixed in with the Judgment Day, Cody Rhodes came out, and they were never able to have the conversation because that got interrupted, and Seth hasn't forgotten. Um, so he's here to return the favour, and there's still this tension lingering from the few they had last year. Uh, but before they can get on with their business, the Judgment Day arrive. Um, they are in the flipping Judgment Day, but I don't know how to cut the centres out, so uh, we're not going to do that bit today. Um, but they weren't on uh, You can still shout it, though, with flipping, right? Well, I suppose you can, yeah. yeah. They're in a stable. They're in oh, the flipping Judgment Day. And they're still running raw. Yeah. Necklace. So um, they don't think that... Raw should start with these two. It should start with them. Uh, we have the usual, like, let's set up a main event because what else are we going to do at the end of the show? Otherwise, when Sami Zayn runs in, um, obviously because he's got issues with the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. they're being the ones credited with injuring Kevin Owens. Uh, Cody Rhodes does the, let's three of you and the three of us, let's have a main event. Mm-hmm. That gets booked, but Seth Rollins is none too pleased that Cody Rhodes has spoken for him, not just as the champion, but as the fact that these two can't really get along and Sami Zayn already senses tension. This is going to be a, a runner, Throughout Raw, but what did you make of all of that? Great. I mean, you you got it, you got it nailed on at the beginning there because Cody Rhodes is this guy, isn't he? He's the guy mm-hmm. you want running the show. I know, like historically, WWE tends to like that fella who's or or female, of course, these days. But like they want that one person who's going to open the show and really give you that energy. Cody's the guy, yeah. and Seth is also the guy right now. And I love the fact that it's come back to these two again. Because this is, eventually, one day we'll get something, whether or not it's going to be a surprise. That was the story all along. I know. Uh, which I know that. you're stressed about, and yeah. I know I'm stressed about, because it definitely shouldn't be. But it's nice to see them in the same orbit. But, I mean, how, how would you hate these three getting paired together, ever? Mm. Like, if you're there in-house, that's a good start to your show. And the Judgment Day. It's like, for all that Triple H was fantastic at squashing them as a wrestler, he's mm. quite good at building up baby faces yeah. as a... As a booker, as a head of creative, whatever he is, this is not too dissimilar from when uh, Cody had Zayn and Owens as his like, yes. defence force yeah. pre-WrestleMania. Which came together really nicely, didn't it? That yeah. Towards Mania. I should add, sorry, uh, when the Judgment Day came out, they were without Finn Balor, and he attacked from behind, which set up all of this, mm. which we would later learn wasn't necessarily part of the plan. Mm. But more on that a little bit later on. A lot of that happened in the Judgment Day recently, Michael. Indeed. Mm. Um, we go to Ricochet, who's annoyed about what went down at SummerSlam with Logan Paul. Uh, Adam Pearce has sympathy for him. Um, and does say sorry, but the referee's decision is final. There's nothing he can do about that, but what he can do tonight is put Ricochet in a number one contender's fatal four-way, um, which conveniently then features the exact three people that walk into <laughs> Puzzle and Pierce's <laughs> office. There's Matt Riddle, who says he's going to win for his good friend Drew McIntyre. I don't uh, think that's going to uh, end so well. Yep, yep. Um, there's Tommaso Ciampa, who uh, everybody knows how much he loves belts because <laughs> there's just been nothing going on since he cradled Goldie, basically. Oh. And uh, Chad Gable wants to win because he's in his hometown 
Uh, and he's the one that wants Gunther after their quality five-minute challenge yeah. last week. Uh, thank you. So that takes us to this uh, Fatal 4-Way, which is the first match on Monday Night Raw. Uh, when Wilborn's off, uh, me and Sidgwick like to make the point that like neither of us are, have his recapping skills. He of brings course, that um, radio flair and that broadcast professionalism to he this does. podcast. Uh, it might not sound like it when he's smashing the buttons, <laughs> but he's the best in the business. He does do stuff, I swear. It's not just the buttons. And... To be honest, as much as I was loving this match as it was happening, mm. I was then filled with dread at attempting to recap it. Uh-huh. This was a proper, or at least it felt that way, 10 minutes, do what you like, yeah. here's your finish, and letting them call and, it in the ring. I'm sure. Was, like, full of talented guys this year. Oh, like, my, yeah. Crazy talented guys. Like, it feels unfair to lift all of the credit away from the agents, because a bit like what you were saying about the um, about the Vincent Man Triple H thing, mm. when a match goes badly, it's too easy to blame the agents and yeah. not the wrestlers, and vice <laughs> versa. Let's just call this a fantastic team effort from the four men in the ring and yeah, whoever yeah, else yeah. put this together. Just constant perpetual motion throughout year. Never really had the one in, one out of a triple threat or WWE four-way. There was always action. Yeah. There was loads of spots like there was the um, the mirror ankle locks where mm. there was two ankle locks taking place at the same time. There was mirror moonsaults from opposing corners at one point. Um, Gable was the one getting the big chance from his obviously hometown crowd, but Champa was there as the kind of spoiler just taking him out. Um, ah, it was riddled with an ankle lock on one side on Gable, uh, sorry, on uh, Champa as Gable yeah. got ricochet in another and they're kind of reaching out trying to save each other. We later learned that there's no rope breaks in a four-way, so they have to reach for each other because there's no um, way to break the holds otherwise. Um, there was a point where ricochet, uh, I think, hit a standing moonsault for a really hot near fall. Um, there, was, aye, there, was a, there was a run of near falls. So ricochet came off the top with a clothesline and then got a standing moonsault for a two-count. Uh, Champa got off the back of a ricochet fireman's carry uh, and hit a fisherman's buster on a riddle for another near fall, which Gable had to break up. Gable got riddle on his shoulders to get his own near fall. Champa broke that up and hit his inverted D for another near fall. That all got broken up. And as the four kind of like regrouped in the ring, they went for a Tower of Doom spot, yeah. but it was a stacked four-person Tower of Doom that were all German suplexes rather than just your standard suplex because it's these four and guys. You mean you haven't even looked up how to say Tower of Doom in German for this. <laughs> Come on, Michael. That's, that's, it. That, that's what you'd get with Wilborn. Yeah. But you'd get an offensive pressure to go with it. So, it of course, yeah. yeah it's it's swings around about this. Yeah. Um, at this point, obviously, with all the bodies scattered, um, like Gable again goes for the leg of Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, that's when we learn that there's no rope break, so it can't prevent the um, like the, the submission, but Riddle gets in the way of that being a tap out. Again, it's just spot, 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 spot. They're all just building, 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 building. And we get eventually uh, Champa hitting, I think it was Ricochet with Project Champa for a really hot near fall. People thought that was it in the building. Uh, Riddle interfered in that and hit Bro Derek, which freed up Gable to attempt to do the chaos theory. Um, first on R- uh, Matt Riddle, that was broken up by a Ricochet recoil. Uh, Gable tries again on Ricochet, which is where Champa breaks up with a famous uh, but then Gable is raging, so he hits Champa with the uh, Chaos Theory, and that's the one that gets that's in the one. three. Um, just the fact that he attempted it on all of them for an enormous reaction in the building, and then carting his kid around, and he's got his match against Gunther, um, which he proved he could hang with last week in the five-minute TV challenge. <sighs> what a bit of business. What a bit of business indeed. I mean, I, we'll, we'll reiterate, of course, these are, like, obviously from the outside looking in, mm. I know Gable's been red hot recently, I know the stuff with uh, Otis and Maxine Dupree as well has been, yep. like, just amazing. Like, 
seeing that I, I get to watch the little snippets that will come from that and seeing the elevation that he's putting into that yeah. uh, that unit as well as specifically Michael. Well, he's done it again. He's he? done it again, of course. Because yeah. he's really, really good, Michael. Yeah. That's why. Not only one of the best wrestlers, but one of the guys who understands how to do promos, he understands how to get stuff over. I mean, he's literally walking money to be made and mm-hmm. the only problem that stands in his way is that he's not six foot tall. That is literally it. But yeah, I mean... Nice to see that actually pulled the trigger on a guy who in his hometown, given this great moment. And like you say, you get those builds, don't you, with the, him trying to get that chaos theory at the end. Mm. Really, really works works out well because you do get the payoff. Yeah. Not just, oh, you got so close and then got old school Vince McMahon, but yeah. I dumped out, thrown out the ring and le- left in disgrace. Baron Corbin would have chucked him away somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a, oh, just yeah. steals a pin. Oh, well, yeah. never mind. It doesn't uh-huh. matter. So, great stuff. And I mean... you. How are you going to get a bad match out of these four with ten minutes? You just, you I know. know, you're almost. It's almost impossible. I think like where this was a, a success beyond what you would have expected mm. is that the roster. We say this with AEW as well. Like the quality of inner ring has never been better. But my like kind of weekly. You say it's about being in the weeds. Actually, mm. one of my weekly kind of problems is the difference between a good to great match and a match that you're going to remember by Sunday night. Yes, and I think now, like if you're watching all of North American output from WWE and AEW, it's really hard to get to the Sunday and think yeah. what. Do I remember from the last oh, six absolutely. days? Like, there's so much great stuff. You spoil ultimately, but that's just the way it but is. It that's also like it. becomes oversaturation, and absolutely. it also becomes like stuff that happens in a match like this. You'd be dulled to after mm-hmm. a certain time. And a certain I point. feel like they excelled beyond that, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'll be thinking about a couple of moments of Sunday. And I, as like lame as that sounds, that's one of the highest compliments you can pay yeah. if you're watching all of this. Oh, um, curiosity. The so obviously I know Gable's been hot at the minute. Yeah. In terms of I know Ricochet's had the stuff going on with Logan Paul. Mm. Out of these four, I know Riddle's also on a bit of a, like, WWE are trying to cool him down because they're not so interested yeah. at the minute. Like, what's the trajectory for these like these four? Like, I So Riddle, I think, is going to be the catalyst for the Drew heel turn. Right. They created a friendship which felt an easy thing for Drew to get very angry with when things didn't go his way, mm. and obviously they haven't against Gunther. So this is like a kind of accelerated RK bro situation. Right, okay, yeah. you know, we never had the turn with those two. They just stayed mates. This feels like... Riddle's straight away done his Randy thing with Drew, yeah. and he's going to be made to suffer for it. And Real gets beaten like a drum now because I think they can't trust him as a top top guy. Yeah. So he's kind of perfect for that. Uh, Champa uh, feels like he's on Secretly, ice. Secretly, this is the one I was interested in. I'm curious about, but I don't think much has been going on, has it? Feels like he's on ice for a DIY return. Um, it's a bit Route One, but it's kind of all Triple H knows deep in his guts with both yeah. of those guys. So we'll probably get another go with that. I worry for Ricochet a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I thought he'd had a really good month. Uh, with the Logan Paul thing. He was sent out there for five minutes to talk for the first time and he didn't drown, yeah. which for Ricochet That's is really it. good. I mean, <laughs> the guy's a freak in the ring, one of the best mm. in the world, but the promos were always this problem for him holding him back from being allowed to ascend. Thought the Logan Paul match was going to be that and I don't think it was. Mm. Feels more like it was a vehicle for Paul and I do worry a little bit off the back of this. Yeah. Like he was given agency enough to be angry and get this match, mm. but I'll, I don't know, jury's out on what comes next. Yeah. Um, Chad Gable, though. Chad Gable. Am I right? <laughs> I believe we'll lose to Gunther, but yeah. that's often people get more over as a result. Absolutely. Seamus yeah, and I don't think, ascended after I getting... I think the Gunther know, thing Gunther. is a bad metric, isn't it? Because he's so good, Gunther. This yeah. run's been incredible. I'm not sure... Match the year expectations yeah. on that. And when yeah. it, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the fact that Gable's getting the second bite of the cherry because people are so into his act and mm-hmm. obviously that previous... Was, yeah. People were buying every little bit of that. So, mm-hmm. great stuff. 
Uh, backstage, Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn are having a chat, and they're on terms, but um, Seth Rollins is obviously not best pleased. Doesn't particularly want a team with Cody. It's extension what was going on in the ring. Seth, uh, Sami Zayn tries to put it to them that there might be tension between them, but there's a man that knows a thing or two about tensions between friendships. He says that uh, he's sick of the Judgment Day running raw. They injured Kevin Owens, who is Seth Rollins' friend. So Seth just want to fight for that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, you know, Cody has an opportunity here to finally do away with the Judgment Day. Why would he not want to do that? So they're kind of broadly on terms, like they both say, cool, cool, and Sammy gets the last line of, it feels so cool. Yeah. Um, more on that later, I love of course. Sammy, man. He's just the he's, best. He's, he's the best middle man in the whole world, isn't he? The best, isn't he? I always think of the one where he was doing the, the it was a rib at his expense, Yeah, where he was doing the talking between Roman and Seth, and he put the fist in the, the fish shield at the end, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. a segment that has been set up to rib you, and you still still, still got it. He's the best. Um, we go to The Miz, who is kind of also the best after this draw. Um, he's calling... Uh, where they are a dump, um, and he's just he's just basically doesn't really want to be there. But then there's a stagehand in the shot that's telling him that oh, sorry, I've like you've only got a couple of minutes cutting you off, and he's absolutely incensed at being cutting off. Who on earth would cut off the Miz? And the camera pans over to L A Knight. Yeah, with everybody saying he's the new sponsor of Slim Jim, so he's getting his pictures taken, all of that. And Miz is absolutely raging that he can't get his photos taken. More on that mm-hmm. later. Um, next, this would be the point of the. Uh, raw review where we'd normally say skip because Bronson reads in action. He's taken on Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> now, this is quite a week for us not to have the five-star review review. I've been off the last few weeks in terms of being able to preview, uh, review and watch Monday Night Raw, yes. um, and we were skipping a lot of Bronson Reed stuff because him, Nakamura, and Champa, you may have noticed in the galleries, get that, yeah. locked in some boring three-way stuff. I will say when I looked this week, of course, seeing Bronson Reed and Nakamura in this match, and I was like... I'm sure this was about two months ago I was looking at this stuff. So Yeah, we have been trapped in a bit of a time loop here. But it is interesting that there will be no skip this week because this did sort of have a purpose yeah. on a wider scale by the mm. end of the show. Um, this feels like the end of that triangular feud because Nakamura uh, lashed out at Champa the other week, but he was still presented ostensibly as a babyface here against Bronson Reed. Uh, could he finally like tackle the big man, all that sort of stuff? And that's the formula of the match. Ultimately, Nakamura's trying to go for the Kinshasa. He's trying to figure out exactly how to beat this monster of a man. Got to tackle the big man sometimes. Indeed you do. Uh, which is a problem with Bronson Reed because he never necessarily feels like the big man. Mm. He doesn't carry the authority of the big man and necessarily the stature of it. Certainly not like he used to in NXT when he was getting booked well. No, always a man that is like wider than he is taller which shouldn't be a problem, but you kind of train WWE to not maybe hold them in the same esteem as a Braun Strowman or a Big Mm -hmm. Show or whoever. Um, But nonetheless, they've been wrestling each other enough to have this sort of half-decent chemistry. Ultimately, uh, Nakamura fights his way. It's not bad this in terms of keeping the crowd invested. These raw crowds are getting louder, thankfully. But ultimately, this is just about finally uh, Nakamura hitting. I think he gets him... um, manages to dodge the tsunami and hit a Kinshasa at the back of the head to bring Bronson Reed down to hit him with the one, yeah. the, the traditional one round of the front, um, which gets the three count. Nakamura gets his victory uh, and is presented as the babyface for overcoming the odds of big Bronson Reed. Um, and I guess, like, you think that's all there's going to be of Nakamura tonight. Any thoughts on this match? Particularly that we will be talking more about Shinsuke later. No, especially the only other thought I have, really, mm. Michael, is that I love wrestling ring gear. And, okay. Uh, yep. Shinsuke Nakamura never disappoints me, no yes. matter when I'm catching him on a gallery or I'm catching him in the match. And mm. I have to say, despite the fact that I did feel like I was looking at something that I felt had been going on way too long, if, if I'm noticing it and I don't <laughs> watch it every week, I yeah. should tell you what you need to know. Um, but I'm never disappointed to see him in the good gear. I know it's not, he's never going to be that Nakamura ever again. Mm. It's always nice to see him every now and again. 
just while I remember, because I was thinking here about um, how Wade Barrett would love doing this tsunami. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts, particularly about Michael Cole and Wade Barrett dropping in? Like again, like as somebody that doesn't watch regularly, this might have like flown over your head that we've done. There's an announcement switched around. Switch around yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we would typically have um, Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves on Indeed. Raw. Uh, they've gone over to SmackDown. Michael Cole will They're temporarily a trio be with them, right? Both. Whether or not yeah. that's to ease Patrick out, or he's going to be a mentor, and then. It sounds from what I'm hearing from from the streets, Michael. Streets are saying <laughs> the streets are saying it's going to be the trio, yeah. and he's going to potentially be the mentor for yeah, which I, I think, think so. would make sense. Did did the change, I suppose, or the voices of typically of SmackDown appearing, or did that make any difference to your? Like, was there anything that you had any takeaways from the announcement on the show? No, absolutely. Only because obviously I I don't come in for the weekly. Yeah, uh, but the one thing I would say is, like mercifully, it did make. It into my orbit the other week. Was it last week? The week before? Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. You know say. exactly what yeah. I'm going to say. Corey Graves and his impressions, man. Like, and now we can't call Ludwig Kaiser matches. Now we can't. Yeah, now we yeah. can't do that. And I don't know who who decided to finally. Was that maybe? Did he know it was coming and just thought, right? I'm just going to be. I'm going to mess around. I don't know what it was, but it made it into my orbit outside of the WWE gallery, which is bad news for everybody involved. <laughs> it was nice to not have that. That's my one takeaway from that. Honestly, can't with Carmella expecting like. Maybe he was just practicing his, his baby voices. His and he just went something. wild and yeah. suddenly became Louis Kaiser. I'm not really sure because I felt like uh, Kevin Kevin Patrick. I I don't really have any any two ways about him either. Yeah. But I do think he feels like they want to be grooming him for the future of like being in the commentary in the comedy spot. But alongside Graves, it's like the, his daftness was like rubbing off and not uh, in a good way either. Graves is um. Graves is a hard, a tough nut to crack, I think, for the um, play-by-play guys. It takes quite a while. Kevin Patrick is getting there, I think. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, Jimmy, I've forgotten his name, yeah, which is bad. Smith. Jim, Jimmy Smith, yeah, yeah. Um, because he kind of just would brush past a lot of Graves' nonsense. Um, but yeah, he's not. Patrick's not been eaten alive by him, and I guess maybe nope. SmackDown on Fox being the golden egg, yeah. and with Cole in the middle, you would imagine he'll have a better time of it. Um, all right, back to... Uh, the backstage area where medical staff are confirming that Raquel Rodriguez is unfortunately not yet fit to uh, to wrestle and indeed fight Rhea Ripley. She'll have to wait. Uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae are there to console her, but she looks absolutely raging that she can't take some revenge on Rhea Ripley. Liv Morgan, of course, is out injured. And indeed, in real life, is Sonia Deville. Yes. We send our best wishes uh, to her. It's today. Absolutely. She goes in for surgery on that ACL. Real bummer news this, man. It's not good. Um, another... Well, the third, yes, maybe not yeah. in a row, but like the third tag team champion out with a long-term injury in recent times. Um, so I hope she gets well soon. More on these three later anyway. Um, we've got Maxine Dupree um, ordering some ice for a, a celebration for the Chad Gable victory, obviously. Uh, and Ludwig Kaiser, who is now, as well as being a hard-hitting Imperium guy, a shagger, apparently, um, because uh, he's getting off on the idea that Gunther's going to bash uh, Gable's head in at payback and on Maxine Dupree, brackets, general um yeah (laughs) she wants him to leave uh but beforehand he tries it on with her says she has loads of potential uh some people are just better than others look at him and then look at that big gross disgusting freak otis interrupts before he can obviously call otis to his face uh maxine dupree slaps kaiser uh, and obviously then Otis gets in his face, and that's the match set up for later on. Now, hang on. Before we go any further here... Please, yeah. Let's just interject with some law. If if uh, old Kaiser had anything about him, mm-hmm. he would know, Michael, that Otis himself yeah. has been presented to many of us for yes. quite a while now. 
As a top shagger. He's an object of affection an object for many, of affection isn't he? Yep. For quite a few. Yeah. He'd be a fool to underrate this man. Like, more evidence where none was needed that, like, size doesn't matter because his worm has appealed to many of the women on the WWE this roster. This is exactly it. So you can't I, work the worm that well, my friend. He's, he's shooting his shot in the wrong shooting gallery, yeah. Ludwig Kaiser, isn't he? <laughs> right um, we go next to Becky Lynch. So... I'm curious on your thoughts. I'm going to get in a minute on this mm. story in general. But um, so she does the sort of WWE brand. If you've not been watching, here's what I've been up to with Trish. Um, that we believe was supposed to end at SummerSlam, but in fact, is going to end next week on Raw in Canada. Um, they've been fighting for months and months and months, and she's tired of it. And hopefully, she's finally going to end it. And she explains that obviously, now that Zoe Stark can't interfere, she's finally going to be able to get what she needs, which is access to Trish. She's going to beat her, and the greatest of this generation... No, the greatest of the last generation is going to beat the greatest of every generation. Mm. Yeah. Um, Zoe Stark doesn't take too kindly to this, comes out, calls Becky Lynch obsessed with the two of them. Uh, What are you bothering with this for, Becky? I beat you. Trish beat you. You're just sad that Trish saw that you were old news, and she decided to sidle up with me instead of you. Becky fires back, saying, Zoe, you're gifted but you've taken the shortcut by siding with Trish Stratus. Uh, it looks like they're going to maybe come to blows, but Zoe says, hang on, I'm not just Trish's baggage. I'm second fiddle to nobody. In this locker room, I'm the baddest there is. That triggers Shayna Baszler, who comes out and says, no, I'm the baddest there is. Did you see what I did to Ronda Rousey last night? And everybody's kind of like, woof, we can see what Ronda Rousey did to you, Shayna. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, right, this match, which we will never speak of again because it was horrendous, of course. will probably linger longer in the memories because of how banged up Shayna yeah. looked. Like, mm-hmm. that is better than a video package can ever do. She's got the black eyes, she's got the taped arms, she's just kind of is carrying herself as somebody that's been really through is. the wars. Um, and coming in with someone who literally got over because of a bus broken nose and Becky Lynch, of course, there's such a great visual. Indeed. Sometimes that's all it takes. Well, it's funny you mention great visuals. Uh, me and you were... Well, we're about to get one. We're tire guys, <laughs> yeah. right? We're tire guys. We are. Um, before we get to... A couple of things here. Before we get to the match, which suddenly gets, again, magically set up, Becky Lynch is like, wait a second, you two are here. Yeah. Postman Pierce comes out and goes, them two are there, and we have the... Wah, wah. That's coming next, but we'll get to that. A um, couple of things. Becky Lynch, I thought, was paying a bit of a tribute to one of the women that she shared the WrestleMania main event here. The mm-hmm. um, white crop top and the black leather jacket the had a bit of farewell ronda about it, I yes, thought. Uh-huh. Like they'd obviously... Like a little nod. Yeah, like a tempestuous past, but mm-hmm. one that they, you know, they did share that platform together. And I don't mm-hmm. imagine Becky Lynch going to be paying too many tributes to Charlotte Flair. So... Well, probably not, <laughs> yeah, which is so weird, because you wouldn't have imagined that being the way this no, played out after that meme, would you? But I did wonder if that was like a, a bit of a farewell ronda thing, the leather jacket, white Quite top possibly. look. Quite possibly. Um, especially with Shayna coming out there and getting to claim ronda's scalp. It also wouldn't surprise me if it was just here on our, like, Negan as well. Like, yeah. ah, you know what it is. See ya. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, another a farewell, one, but a F off. The man, <laughs> the, the man outlasts. Yes, so, Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I like that. I went down the sort of, yeah, oh, like, you went down the nice route and I was yeah. like, I know, I'm petty. Get gone. <laughs> I'm petty. On um, your gallery consumption mm-hmm. of WWE, how have you found... Well, I'll say your gallery consumption plus the six women that you were in attendance for at WrestleMania. Yes. What's your take being on Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus? Well, if I... Let's keep the standards even here, mm-hmm. shall we? Because I was talking about seeing Bronson Reed and Shinsuke Nakamura in a ring together mm-hmm. once again. I have watched the Becky and Trish stuff on, in the galleries for quite some weeks. But on the assumption, of course, mm-hmm. that this is, well, Becky Lynch for stars, who is, let's have it right, one of, should be, at this point, still one of the top five, I would argue, in yep. this company. Like, And that's how she 
is positioned and that's how she should be presented. And that's why I can understand. The kind of forces people to take her as that. You have to. Even like, though they might not book her as yeah, such. Yeah, whether it might not be booked, whether perhaps sometimes the character veers off into an area that I'm not personally into, it's still, mm. she should be getting that airtime. She broke through, that is the whole point. When you're up there, you're supposed to stay up there. That's the, yeah. the whole point. So seeing the, you know, the confusion between about her match coming up, I still thought like, it's a match I guess you want to see and they want to probably have in terms of Trish and Becky. Because it, like against each other, because it feels huge, and it also pays off a lot of the stuff that's come prior to this. Like you say, the three of them were in the match, and then also you had Lita and um, and Becky as the champs yep. and all that. The the, mm-hmm. the fallout from that. It's been plotted. It, it, it like certainly has. Plots. Of course, he, he is plot. a plotter. Yeah. For whether you like the beats or not, he yep. is a plotter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess if you if it had been really highlighted that it was going to be the Canada end, that mm-hmm. would. It, I guess it just feels like people thought it's uh, SummerSlam is. Supposedly one tier down from Mania, isn't it? It's the yeah. it's the the WrestleMania of the summer, mm-hmm. essentially. It's in stadiums, so yeah. It's in stadiums, yeah. so mm-hmm. that feels like where that should have perhaps been. I can understand the frustrations there, but I, I think genuinely, like as much as it's an exciting one to see, I also think maybe they'll both benefit from this once it's all wrapped up and done up. I, my, my personal take: I'd be worried more about. I need this to be a launching pad as well for Zoe, and I would be concerned that when this fizzles out. Is that is she gonna is that gonna continue? Like Trish will be gone, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I wonder because I don't imagine Trish is staying on for a longer term thing. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, but from my from outside looking in, it feels like once that's done, has she done enough to let Zoe go on her own? Mm. And I would, I would be curious about that. I think it's fair to say it's wrestling's got a funny way of working as well. I was thinking about this, like to your point about like missing SummerSlam might not end up being the worst thing for them. This will almost definitely main event that role. Has to showcase, and doesn't wrestlers it? Wrestlers have a strange way of thinking, you know how I'm gonna preview wrong is by doing even better for your product. Yeah. Like they're gonna go out there and fight with the stubbornness of being taken. It's the Batista Undertaker being put on in the middle of WrestleMania instead of the end. It was like, yeah. right, well steal your show then. Yes. And Vince probably went, Thanks very much. That was awesome. Yeah, that's actually, like, <laughs> funny enough, that's, that's what I kinda wanted. Even the better, thing. Yeah, I've negged you into getting what I want there. They're like gonna come out with an energy of like Trish and Lita when the main event of that uh, yeah. role that well. Oh, way back when. Finally, it's about yeah. time we got this opportunity uh-huh. sort of thing. Yeah, like, and it's, we'll get back to this in a bit, but obviously, like, Becky Lynch um, went, took to Twitter uh, once it was confirmed that SummerSlam wouldn't have their match. This is just a gas to catch people upon why some things happened as they did on this Raw. Uh, she posted a picture of her, oh, I don't remember Detroit having such a nice beach and ocean. She's obviously gone away on holiday because she wasn't needed in Detroit. And then said, uh, posted a picture of herself saying, making lemonade with these lemons I've been given. And then Triple H referenced that yeah. in the press conference. Oh, it's, uh, sometimes people have got to make lemonade and all of that. More on that in just a second. Before the match itself, we go backstage to uh, Damien Priest, who walks up to Finn Balor, who is talking with JD McDonough. Now, I can't remember if this would have featured in the gallery or not, but several weeks ago, he was... Um, Scouting. Finn Balor was scouting. Uh, I've seen this. Purple I, spotlight. It, yeah. and obviously, they've always had this kind of like kinship. And yeah. you know, Balor like mentioned way back when, yeah. when he had a different name and everything. I, <laughs> Balor mentions that they kind of know each other 20 years because Priest says, I want to talk Judgment Day business. And Balor's like, oh, what you can say to me, you can say in front of him, which mm. is, again, kind of yeah. showing that yeah, like yeah. The, the divide continues to... I don't like it, Michael. Them. I don't it's, like it. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I love this group, but I kind of am captivated by where the yeah. story is going. Um yeah, really good stuff here. Um, Priest wants to know what was going on earlier tonight. Mm. Like, great that you attacked, but that wasn't part of the plan. What are we doing here? Um, Finn says, oh, well, I guess I had to do my own plan because it's not like you could follow the one on Saturday at Ooh. SummerSlam, to which Priest 
rebukes because he thought, well, no, the plan was in place. You decided not to follow it. It went wrong because of your failings, not mine. All this kind of stuff, you know. Rhea Ripley uh, steps in between the middle of them and says, come on, Judgment Day runs raw. Like, don't worry, uh, Damien Priest, don't worry about J.D. McDonough. Finn, don't worry about any kind of trust with the Judgment Day. You shouldn't have any concerns, blah, blah, blah. So that kind of, like, cools the tensions temporarily. Mm-hmm. And then J.D. McDonough throws his oar in. And, yeah, I've got no uh, issues with either of you, but it just seems to me that the briefcase is getting in between you. And if I was you, I'd get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that's left to Simmer. Ooh, the little rascal. Cook. He's a rat, isn't he? Um, all right, we'll talk about it now, because obviously then you've got like the Judgment Day main event yes. later on, and there's yeah, bigger yeah. developments on the babyface side. You said that you were quite stressed about possible divides between Finn and Dave. What, what's your overall take on this and like the recent stuff they've been doing with these two? I think a lot of people are feeling this, and, I, and that's good, by the mm. way. It is good because they show you how much we've all invested in the act, I think, is yeah. the big deal. We have the, I certainly hear the conversation in our office quite frequently. They're, they're so over at the minute, and they are so red hot on, on various different levels. Like yeah. They have really done a great job with this, and you can definitely get that feeling where they've looked at the stuff they've done with the bloodline and realised there's a lot of potential here. If we start belting these people up, and like Dominic now with the belt, mm-hmm. Rhea's got the belt, Finn hasn't got a belt yet, but yep. obviously that's Have feels, a take on that, for later, that feels very deliberate. Yeah. And then Damien Priest, obviously, with the briefcase. So many things are coming out of this. You should use those. The reason factions are great is because you can make so many storylines out of them with mm-hmm. other factions, but also within the actual faction. And I think it's just a testament to them. It feels It feels early, that they're starting this kind of stuff because obviously, the, but they have also been. You forget how long they've been. What yeah. feels like how long they've been riding this wave for. Mm-hmm. But we all love the act so much that it start. It feels too early because you're scared that they're going to do it too soon. Yeah. Now I would say I trust them on this one because if you've seen anything, you are still, uh, as of recording, living through the bloodline saga. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. 
So and and obviously all the latest turns and twists <laughs> that, that one took on uh, on Saturday. And I would just say like, yes, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. They probably want you to feel that way at the minute, mm. and hopefully they don't jump the gun too quick. My one thing would be the lingering presence of JD McDonough to me is the one that I am. Uh, Feels like it could accelerate things. But then again, they did introduce a Sami Zayn once in the Bloodline storyline, and that did nothing but make it better. Although I will say this, no uh, jibe on him. Not many people are. JD McDonough, Sami Zayn, he be not. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely not. But I think there's a, there's a really great point there. We talked about this on the SummerSlam review yesterday. Um, so I won't do the whole bit again, but basically 12 months ago, Sami Zayn was really starting to mix in, yeah. which basically opened up like eight months of storylines, yeah. got Roman Reigns all the way to WrestleMania mm-hmm. against Cody with all the different intermingling parts of Zayn and Owens. It was meant to be three weeks, wasn't it, essentially? Yeah. That was the original plan, and they made it that far. That character is not there in the yeah. bloodline anymore. In J.D. McDonough, he is no Sami Zayn, you're right, but he is there in the bloodline now yeah. to be the stir that straws the drink. And I actually think you're going to get your cake and eat it too. The stir that straws the drink. That, 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 there that, you knew what he meant. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. I was looking at your Gregs. There's no straw in that. The... Um, Tag team situation at the moment has been left purposely unclear, I believe. Yes. Sami Zayn is, like, Kevin Owens is injured, and yet they remain tag team champions. I think Damien Priest and Finn Balor will end up winning the belts, mm. and it will be this. Oh, we're fine now. Yeah. We've got the belts. It's all good. Like, and they're not fine. They're, they're actually, not fine from day one. They've almost wrapped the two guys who don't like each other tag team into that story. Into a well. stable, yeah. and then you get the visual of all four Judgment Day members. Nice. Those blue and red belts have been waiting to be made purple. Oh, like that. So you get a brief hello. tag run for the four. You know, everybody loves a stable with four champions. It's yeah. an undisputed era, quest for the gold, whatever. Like, it's, you get this, everything, like, even yeah. Rhea's like, amazing. Yeah. See, I told you. Like, stay together yeah. and everything's fine. But that obviously is what creates the biggest divisions, you know, whatever. Like, uh, Damien Priest has kind of got his eye on Seth with the briefcase. Yeah. And Finn's like, hang on, yeah, we're yeah. champions. Focus on it, and that becomes the next. That's interesting. Divided. That's where I think that might be going because something needs to happen with these tag belts. So. Could I offer you an alternate alternative? Yes. Just purely because in I'm, these trying times, I'm you can yeah. an egg. <laughs> in these trying times, can I offer you a solution? Yes. Um, and I'm gonna. I get to do this, and then I get to run away, and I'll never <laughs> be back here again. So that I won't even get the consequences of my actions. <laughs> what if Finn and JD were to win the belts? However, oh right? yes, because then it's together. That's another unit that's. It's, and JD would never feel like he's actually in the Judgment Day, like, properly. It's like wearing the team, wearing like, the honorary use yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, that's yeah. it, but you're not really in there, and he's one of the belts, and it's like me and him have done more together as a team right now than me and you have done in this whole time. Yeah. And then you've also got the, the briefcase. If, I have to say, on that's top good, of this, I like that. On top of this, Finn not, like, Finn being in the belt picture is great to me, like, it's nice to see him back up there. But it always just feels frustrating because like, it reminds me of how unlucky he has been. Yeah. And it's nice to see him getting showcased at the minute, but obviously still, he ain't a champ. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, the timing isn't there for him, I don't think. It, he's a great person for set the face. I just don't know if they'll pull that trigger. I think they're more likely, obviously, with Priest with the case. Feels never like quite works on the main roster, doesn't it? They kind of lent a couple yeah. of times on him in NXT, but never really on the, yeah. yeah. I do like the idea of, because um, of them not, formally welcoming him into the judgment day but Finn's like ah oh, I've got you a new t-shirt yeah. and it's black and it just in purple letter says JD JD for JD McDonough but like McDonough. so he's allowed to wear that t-shirt hey, and your little, you can have that one for free a little bit of law or Paul. something <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
while all this, I love it when they produce TV like this. While all this is happening, uh, Zoe Starks and Shayna Baszler yeah. waiting to have the match. Uh, so they're just stood in the ring for ages. But in that time, Becky Lynch is at ringside and has mysteriously acquired a jug of lemonade. Amazing, isn't it? Like, hey. can you fathom it? Hey. Um, so she's drinking lemonade. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? While they're having a match, um, it's not a bad bit of business. This. Um, oh. Stark is one of the harder hitting. I would say she's the closest yeah. we've got to a Jamie Hater. Uh, like I'm a big fan of Stark's work. Yeah. Um, she hits hard. I do she's miss Jamie Hater, by the way. Sorry to all really the miss people her. who don't like AEW. I miss Jamie Hater. Bring her out at Wembley if only so that music can hit for the yeah. youth pop and she gets yep, to yep, 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 like yep. embrace the warm embrace Absolutely. of her audience just briefly. Yeah, she's Zoe Stark has um she excelled in NXT, yes. looked way beyond it, Absolutely. and has settled straight into life on the main roster. And obviously with Shayna Baszler being weakened by the MMA fight, Stark stands a hell of a chance here. But she falls ultimately to the uh, Curfew Clutch after getting a bit distracted by Becky Lynch at ringside. Uh, Becky doesn't like need to involve herself, but Stark is getting a bit arrogant and obnoxious. And again, it's playing into that idea of like, how ready are you without Trish? Let's oh, see. Yeah. Uh, Baszler beats her. Um... Um, and hit, well, sorry. So she gets um, she gets her in the clutch, uh, but Zoe is able to counter out of it. Um, and then Shayna hits what is what was labelled here as the world's baddest slam, which is I guess a world's strongest slam. And now yes. she's the baddest no, woman she's on the, the planet because Ronda is gone. Don't love it, but no. I get it. Um, Shayna getting the win while still banged up and brutalised from Saturday is probably the best way to keep her hot. I said like the. After that kind of disaster of a match, it's like, well, it's all in the follow-through. Really? And I'll mention this now because um, it comes up later on. There is a bit where Shane has been, uh, Becky Lynch has been interviewed mm. and about the, the Trish Stratus match, and then Shane comes up and I'm like, don't think I've forgotten about you either. Mm. And Becky Lynch, oh, I'm not hard to find. So it's, you feel like once that business is concluded, yeah. they're going back, We're which is pretty talking. good. Yeah, like, You always fancied Triple H was the one that wanted to go at that feud, and he wasn't allowed. It was like, no, Vince has got it now, and Shane is going to bite Becky's neck. Yeah. And Becky's going to beat her in the empty yeah. performance centre. And it's like Triple H is wanting his turn, isn't he? Do you know what my only, um, I guess, only negative on this one is? Obviously, it's been a f- real mixed bag for Shayna. And I, I, it feels almost impossible when you saw how great the act was in NXT. And I know this isn't new ground. I'm just bringing it back. Because yeah. there is a point to this. Like, it seems to me like a shame that people up there think that she needed the... I know, I know it was something here and Ronda wanted to do, by the way. I understand mm-hmm. that entirely. But this idea that without, like, that rub is to help launch launch Shayna Baszler. The, it's funny to me that they would ever imagine she would need that. Because back in the day, she would not have needed that. Yeah, It shows you what has been done from going up to the main roster to now. I'll do Will Bond's bit. The Chamber does it in one night. Yeah. She kicks ass. That's, 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 that's how you get yeah. Shayna Baszler over. And yeah. it was amazing. Uh, he should really watch that, shouldn't he? He never <laughs> he ever watches He'd it. He'd love that, you He'd know. Love that. He'd love that elimination. Tri- it's your birthday, Will Bond. Will Bond. Oh, yes, yourself. it is. It's yeah. Will Bond's birthday. Send Adam Will Bond some happy birthday tweets at Adam Will because it's literally today, I assume. But I want more than it's for his baby to come today. Oh, me too. He will be I want his baby to lose steal his, his spotlight for the rest yeah. of his life. For the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, somehow, if you can find... Actually, no, don't find tweets that have babies on them. That'd be weird. No, just happy yeah, birthdays. Just happy birthdays yeah. and send them the clips of Shayna in the chamber. That'd yes. Be just yeah, just send them the link. Shayna bomb him on Twitter. Yeah, yes. Shayna bomb him on Twitter. Send them the link of him, of her absolutely mincing people in the chamber. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, is that it shows you how far she's come down, but I would just love if we could just unlock this one thing, but it means she has to beat Becky if that is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That has to happen. And is that going to happen, Michael Hanford? I don't know. I, I don't know. Becky is more selfless than she's given credit for as a headliner. I didn't even she, mean from her perspective. I yeah. think she'd want to put her over. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if they would think, well, we'll get you close, but actually no. The best run Shayna Baszler had was under Triple H yep. in NXT. 
So, like, I don't. You can't apply that metric anymore. No, you can't. There are no, plenty no, of people yeah. that have failed under his pencil and have succeeded. But I don't know. Like, I Shane Baszler is one of the people. I'll probably. It's a bit like the Bailey thing. I just you don't give up on somebody that's shown no. you that much in the Same. past. I would um, stand by it, and I would also like to point out just to show people that you aren't full of rubbish, Michael. Yeah. That if you ever did feel, fancy yourselves, find out just how much Michael Hamflit backs Shayna Baszler. A while back, we did that fantasy draft video on uh, on our YouTube channel. Yes, you still and find that. If you, you still find that, it's still there. And you did, in fact, pick her and said, give her that one last run. Give her that one last push. Trusted her without Ronda, would, I think. Yeah, you did. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want Ronda. Of course you did. Um, and she is, she's, got, she's got all the tools, mm-hmm. I think. It's just, all you got to do is switch the fans' mi- mindsets on her because they yeah. haven't been trained to like her at all. She cannot lose for, like, a long time, no, can for she? for a very long time. Yeah. Um, Backstage, celebrating his, his victory from earlier in the night, Shinsuke Nakamura um, just mentions to Byron Saxton, this is good, this actually, like tired of uh, being like a second-class citizen and people getting in his way. And then right as he's, and he says, oh, I'm going to carve my own path. And right as he's really tired of people getting in his way, uh, somebody gets in his Someone way. Someone steals his spotlight. <laughs> McDonough, uh, there's like, there's noises taking place. And Byron's like, sorry, Shin, uh, get, get yeah, like, I'm away. not bothered about you anymore. Yeah. And the camera's pan and we see that um, JD McDonough has decked Sami Zayn uh, camera zoom in. Uh, the uh, babyface is running to save the attack, but obviously the camera zoom in, yeah. and Zayn appears to be hiding a tennis ball under the skin of his elbow. Uh, so JD, obviously, we assume yes. he's all right, yeah, but yeah. that's seen as being the damage that JD McDonough has inflicted. Good, good bit of business, this. I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought so. With what we'd get later on, so Nakamura has obviously lost his promo time, but I'm sure he'll might get a bit more soon. Yeah. We go then to Ludwig Kaiser versus Otis. The match set up earlier in the night. There's not much to this. Only goes about three minutes, and it's mainly about Kaiser using the entire match to try and impress Maxine Dupree. Everything he does, he's then turned and saying, there's this impression, there's this pressure. She threatens to give him another slap. Um, but towards the end, um, Gunther comes out, runs interference with the referee, distracted, and he just decks Otis, and Kaiser gets the win. Yeah. They're posing in front of Maxine Dupree and attacking Otis until Chad Gable comes out to make the save, and, you know, there's, yeah, that's the big match that's been of protected course. anyway. Um, we get the update on Sami Zayn um, that he's not going to be able, from Cody and Seth, who have been in with the doctors, who say that he's not going to be able to uh, wrestle the match tonight. Um, Sami wants to, but the doctors won't let him. Um, Seth says, you're saying it's two on three. It's Jackie Redmond's interview, and you're saying it's two on three. I think it's one on three. I don't even think I can trust Cody. So while Seth's potentially a little bit vulnerable, Shinsuke Nakamura slides back into shot and says, look, if you need help, I'm carving my own path now. I'll be there. And Seth's saying, I've got a lot of respect for you, Shinsuke. This would be great. Like We've kind of never really interacted too much together. Mm -hmm. See out there. So it's back three on three. Shinsuke is the replacement for Sami Zayn. And a little bit of a smirk comes across Shinsuke's face as Seth leaves. If only he'd watched the show, he'd have seen that for himself. only he watched the show, Michael. (laughs) Um, To The Miz who is out in the ring and pissed off about what happened earlier on with losing his time. He doesn't get LA Knight. What's he missing? Um, how is LA Knight taking any priority? This is great. We have lived long enough that Miz gets to be JBL. Like, how dare LA yeah. Knight not shake his hand backstage? Brilliant. How da- Like, when he was younger, he'd been kicked out of the locker room for the stuff that LA Knight does. Why is it not happening to LA Knight? Um, but like, the Miz becoming the old man yells at Cloud yeah. guy when he's like, what, two years older than LA yeah. Knight? It's, a, it's yeah. all about TV age. I've said this before. It's not is. about your birth certificate. Nope. It's about your TV age. Yeah. LA Knight as a character is 
fresh, yeah, brand, new, brand new, like box fresh. The Miz is feeling every bit of his 20 years on camera, and that's why this works. If The Miz can be Daniel Bryan's mentor back it, in the day, then exactly. trust me, he's old on WWE TV, isn't he? He's, uh, he says, like, never mind shaking my hand. The guy threw me over the top rope in the yeah. Slim Jim Battle Royal. That should have been my sponsorship anyway. Um, he doesn't have any respect for him, which, of course, brings out LA Knight, get a monster pop, of course. Um, he thought the introduction to SummerSlam was absolutely fine. That's what Miz's level now. He's getting thrown out by LA Knight. Um, but he says, fair enough. And he extends the hand and the Miz doesn't say, yeah. He says, no. He says, uh, he's seen flavors of the week like LA Knight in the past. Just people that want to ride the Miz's coattails. I've been here for 20 years. I'm the guy that you'll never be. That's how I've got my charisma, my wife, my money. All you are, LA Knight, is a flash in the pan, attitude era, fanboy, cosplaying in my ring. Oh, hey Good that, yeah, because it's tinged with the one criticism that people tend to levy at. Like Stone Cold Rock Austin yeah. is the thing that kind of, the stick that LA Knight is beaten with. Every single day, by the way. It doesn't matter. No, He's getting over not. anyway. Yeah, but it doesn't like, matter. Uh, and Knight says, well, look, I don't have an issue with you, but uh, you don't want to get personal with me, mate. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, I do. Like, I've done this for 20 years. Uh, from the first day I was kicked out of the locker room, I vowed never to let that happen again. And I'm now, he basically does the, um, under, like, what is it? Uh, undesirable to undeniable yes. Cody shit. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck here now, and there's nothing anybody can do about mm-hmm. it. Um, anytime I'm given anything, I absolutely kill it. Like, what have you done for the last two decades? Also, all mate? true. I should point out. It is true. Like whenever the, we my joke favorite about, thing about the Miz is he's never lying most of the time. Well, the thing is, we joke about him reading out his Wikipedia every week, but yeah. like all he's doing is reading out his, that list of accomplishments hey, at the end. He, it's boring, but they're all actually things he did. The only thing he missed off his list of accomplishments was the room that he rents in CM Punk's head every yeah, single night. It. That was the only thing missing from that list. And I wish he could say it, and I'm the biggest backer <laughs> of the Punker, but it's, it's my favorite little hidden gem yeah. in pro wrestling. Brilliant. Um, Aye, but he does make it personal, and it's like, all right, but I didn't want to. Like, this is on you now, Miz. He basically says, I'll tell you what I've been doing for the last 20 years. I've been getting dangerous. I've been doing everything that, like, has kept me on the outside rather than on the inside because this company's been betting on all the wrong horses, and you're the biggest one of all. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, again, much like the kind of Attitude Era dig, enough people say that, that it felt real and it felt lived in. So you could actually say, Michael, that LA Knight in this moment was... Horsing around. You could indeed. You could indeed. Indeed. <laughs> like, he was very much a talking horse as if that this was set up for us. He calls himself a thoroughbred. <laughs> thoroughbred. Love I mean, this. I love like, this. Oh, me and Nicholas are doing He well. knew we were coming Fantastic today. stuff. Um, I'm this good now, even though you've had a 20-year head start. All good stuff. The reason they like you is because you're safe. Uh, you came to the locker room and people could smack you about and you just <laughs> took it. Um People reckon that, oh, they're not ready to take a chance on LA Knight. It's because I'm still dangerous, but it's because I'm not to be messed with. Um, The difference between us two is uh, that uh, you became a champion. I'm not there yet, but uh, while I'm on the way up, your career is in the toilet. He trips over his lines here, Uh but he's got that rock cool. Remember the glasses fell off the rock's head? He's got that coolness that he just gets himself back on track. Um, and, and it doesn't sort of matter seconds later. Um, he's happy to, uh, he sees Miz's shoes, but all he sees is stepping stones. He won't step into them, he'll step over them um, and straight into the main event. Yeah. Miz maintains that LA Knight's not on his level. Um, and then he says he's looking him dead in the eyes. You want to do anything about it? And it's like, no, 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 no. Tries to get the jump on him, hit the skull crushing finale, but LA Knight reverses into the blunt force trauma and like wins the, wins the night, gets wins. the last word or sort yeah. of thing. But you sense this is far from over. 
Good stuff, this, right? LA Knight is, at the moment, obviously this white-hot prospect. He's won a fairly meaningless prize at SummerSlam, but I think what people wanted from that was... Well, unless you really like Slim Jibs. Well, yeah, indeed. But it was the statement of intent, wasn't it? It was like, if they're not giving him that, what are they going to give him? And they're giving him that. So it's like, right, where's where's the level here? Like We're still kind of trying to work out the LA Knight level. What do you do with a guy this over who has got all the excitement of the Yes movement... But not necessarily all the talent of Brian Danielson. Like that's the the Rubik's cube here with LA Knight. Yeah, very difficult. And in the Miz, I just thought this was yet another. I love the Miz in spite of myself because I know he's kind of dull and he is everything what LA Knight said. He's yeah. kind of safe. But like, what a selfless performance this was. This man will let his character proverbially get run over by a truck once a week if it helps the next guy that he's in there with. And I thought LA Knight came across awesome here. He'll let himself get hit by the truck and he will sell that truck hit. Like yeah. nobody's business. There's a reason why everybody mostly goes through the Miz when they come mm-hmm. either come back to or come to WWE for the first time. It's exactly this. It's exactly this. He's he's very good at. A lot of people get, criticize the Miz. Well, a lot of people have and will continue to criticize yeah. Miz forever for him stealing little bits of people's gimmicks and like making them own. Chris Jericho being one of them. Mm-hmm. One thing Chris Jericho was really good at and still is really good at is he might be uh, you know. Buy into drink his own Kool Aid, but he will sell his opponent like nobody's business. Yeah, he will always make sure they come out of it. Like he will tell you. I can't believe list. he just said yeah. that. He'll yeah. say all of these things to why this person you're good, but you're not quite me is the usual thing. Mm-hmm. And like the Miz has got that in spades, and he's used it here perfectly. He does it with everybody who comes across. And I would imagine there's probably there probably is a real life bit of animosity there because he likes the time we saw the blow up he had on Talk and Smack that time when he mm-hmm. wasn't that he was a champion and wasn't getting news and wasn't going to get any time on TV and decided to eviscerate Daniel Bryan <laughs> yeah. for a completely different reason. But like to see this going for the uh, going for Elliot Knight, it kind of shows you that he believes, even if he might not necessarily like the guy himself, but like believes in the act, put him on there, and how you navigate the the problem is how do you navigate the the in ring is the thing. Like I, you guys will talk to me, and I will see talk of LA Knight for like days and days online of mm. his catchphrases, how over he is, and he is by the way. Yeah. Whether you want him to be or not, whether you're into the act or not, over is over. Mm-hmm. There are other people who got really over, and WWE didn't ever pull the trigger on them. And I would argue he wrestled one of them in Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And the act is always more interesting than when you get in between the ropes. But when you're LA Knight over. If you can find a way of doing that where you never have to be that great at wrestling, like that's the key. I just don't really know who you have to go up against for that to happen. It's weird because you're right with the Miz. He's per- he will lose. Yeah, he's going to put him over in this match. Will. The problem potentially comes in that, like, and this isn't the be all and end all. For, and I, I like my share of dog rough in ring action from the last thirty odd years yeah. of watching. But this is going to be a two star match. Yeah, and it's like, how do people really feel in their guts about that afterwards? I think we found the key to unlock all this. I said this to Wilborn yesterday. You know the jumping top rope superplexy to the Kurt Angle yes, list yeah, yeah. where they botched it with Sheamus on SmackDown so they that. redid yeah, it yeah, on yeah. SummerSlam. Okay. When he hit that, you felt people in the crowd go, <gasps> and it's like, you only need one hot move. Yeah. Like, it's not like The Rock was knocking out V-triggers no. like or anything, but like he had like sort of the float over DDT yeah. or like the spine buster. Yeah. Or that leaping clothesline or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like the, yeah. That vertical leap so impressively athletic and the outcome for the opponent is doomed because they're getting thrown at the mat. I think that might be it. I think that's the in-ring spark that just, one thing that gets everybody going, oh my God, now he's going to beat him. Like that last little flourish, you know? It's that that Hogan-Cena thing, isn't it? Where it's like, you don't have to have, the moves don't necessarily need to be good 
They just yeah. need to be the thing that fans can interact with. Yes. So, like, if he could come up with, the, you know, we'll go back to Cena, five, the five moves of doom. Mm. Like, the reason they worked or didn't work in some people's eyes is because they were predictable, but they had the fans knew exactly what the beats were, and you yep. could join in with the beats. You can't see me. You could do If they can get him some of these to go mm-hmm. with that, like, like you said, the, the things that the fans know, it's these five. I always think back to uh, in tag team sense, um, Jason Jordan was incredible at this. He had five things. They'd tag him in, and Jason Jordan would go wild. Yeah. He'd do the five things. He would always do in the same match after Chad Gable had been getting beaten yeah. up for ages, and it would be great, and mm-hmm. it would never get boring. Find them, because he's, he's not going to be right wrestling five-star matches. No. It's not his gimmick. It never was. He's closer to a Bobby Roode in that sense of like... Yeah. He yes. knows how to do a he knows how to do a very like competent match, but maybe not a match that's gonna you're gonna be hearing Dave Meltzer yeah. scream about for hours. Whatever you can do to unlock it, because he's right there. Mm. If they can just figure that out, that would be great. I think maybe the Miz will help in that regard. I just like it's tricky because how valuable is a win when if like it's a quiet crowd yes. or something? We'll see. Yeah. We'll, I'm gonna let it play out though because it's promo. It's the was, test, isn't it? I, I don't want to be negative on the promo because I thought this was brilliant. Maybe you can get the fire out of that match, which shows you he is worth it. If yeah. you know what I mean, that's Indeed, the yeah. thing you're looking for. Um, the Viking Raiders, yeah. uh, apparently, like the gods have said, oh, they'll beat anybody up yeah. tonight, so they will. Um, and they've offered out, that's a pretty intimidating open challenge, I would mm, say. So. Uh, not so, according to the New Day. Yeah. They made their return. Um, Kofi, there is a bit of LTST here, because Kofi has obviously just returned from an injury, but the last thing they were involved in was the Viking Raiders before they went off, mm. so it makes sense that they would come back and um, put them in their place. And indeed they did. This was a kind of... Like, truthfully, like a kind of standard back-and-forth TV match just to showcase the return in New Day. Viking Raiders have just wrapped up the business uh, with Alpha Academy, uh-huh. so I suppose they were kind of free fit this week. Uh, and the New Day, get the finish was really great, actually. The New Day get the win. Like, we, everybody and their mother has talked about, like, give Xavier Woods his go with the belt now. And, like, yeah. every time you see him out there and physically, you're still an amazing performer. He's a guy that you forget is, like... Who am I to call anybody old? But it's kind of advancing in years at this course, point. Yeah. But as a singles champion, would still be like one, two years old because he so rarely gets yeah. his gets his goals, doesn't he? Um, but anyway, yeah, they've got. Um, I always get the Viking Raiders mixed up. But there's Eric on the floor, um, while Xavier Woods is perched on the top rope. So Kofi Kingston dives over to dispatch Eric, and Xavier Woods spots Ivar lying other side of the ring. Well, he can get there, yeah, can't he? he? Can. Hits that all the way to the other that. side elbow that he does. Absolutely gorgeous. New Day get the win. They're back. Um, only went like five minutes, something like that. Mm. And later on, um, it's quite nice, actually. They're with uh, Jackie Redman, who they don't know who she is, and they allow her to get really involved. And in she says, oh, I'm just new around here. It's just really excited to have you back. And in their little backstage promo, they're saying, uh, it feels great to be back. Like, what's going on in the tag division at the moment? Like, you wanted a challenge from the gods. We're the gods of this division. We want to get our belts back. You know, the Street Profits hanging out with Bobby Lashley. The Usos have broken up. The division needs the New Day. The belts need the New Day, and we're back. Um, I think that's interesting with Zayn and Owen still on top of it. Of course. Uh New Day thoughts in general, match, promo, the return. Who could be upset to see the New Day ever? Yeah. Ever. Like, I think sometimes when they go away, you forget, like, it's, and you know, I don't forget about them, mm. but you just, as soon as, as soon as they return, I think, oh, I do love you guys, you're right, <laughs> I do love you, New Day. Um, I, I don't know, I, I guess I would say the one thing, someone has to fight them, I wrestle them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who sees the gallery, I had noticed they got the best, <laughs> they see the best, they got the best of um, Gable and Otis, in most of that back and forth, yeah. the Viking Raiders. Yeah. 
I guess not good enough. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not hating on the new day winning at all. But I, I always can only go on what I've seen for the last. This couple would weeks. always flow better with rankings, but even AEW back yeah, then. So we're never going to get. Of course, it doesn't yeah. matter. But yeah, nice. Honestly, always nice to see them back, especially in a sort of week or two week cycle where we had the less great news, perhaps about Big E potentially never or being advised to never come back. That's true. Yeah. Um, so this feels like a the power of positivity, I guess. Um, bring the guys back, and obviously at a time. As he noted in that promo, mm. very like they are, they genuinely are in need of a like uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like a flagship tag team is what I'm yeah, like because talisman, yeah, the division that's again, it, yeah, because yeah. if the Usos are legit split, which we assume they are, yeah. and obviously Kevin and Sammy are injured, mm. those are the last two people who were battling for those belts. I think I don't know. If I'm just. Picking up signals that don't exist. I don't know if we're going all the way back to uh, Kofi crushing the pancakes when he oh. lost to Brock and oh, going yeah. absolutely nowhere. You did talk to me at length about that, I, I remember. <laughs> I really wish the New Day, and maybe this is the way they do it, they've come back and they've acknowledged that the division in their mind needs them, mm. needs them back, and they're going to come and get the belts back and all of that. I wonder if the shadow of Big E's potential retirement is going to play. I would like them to sell stuff. Yeah. I would really like them to react to the things that go on around them and in their lives. And I think it's a cool gimmick. And it's a, it's almost, there's so few people that can convincingly get away with this unflinching, everything is going to be fine yeah. attitude. Um, but I would quite like if this was a very slow burn heel turn and them, they're kind of negging the division by design. Uh-huh. And while your champions are baby faces, like I know I've pitched yeah. the judgment day or whatever to get the belts, but they're kind of coming back and saying, that's rubbish now, way back. Way back. Like, at its core, that's kind of a heel the, line. The arrogance of... And the pretending them. like, oh, Big E can't wrestle, and it's fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. And maybe it's not fine, and maybe there's something to that. Well, would you like to hear another thing that might be something to that, mm-hmm. which I think you'll appreciate? Because you and I, as we've already mentioned, both like wrestling gear, Michael. Don't love we? it. We love it. Sometimes better than the wrestling itself. It is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the only reason I watch wrestling, Michael. <laughs> In the... Uh, Spirit of chasing down this potential metaphor of, uh, are they a bit unsure of yeah, their yeah. ways? Have a look at the gear, Michael. One of them was wearing black and blue gear. One of them was wearing white and blue gear. Ooh. Light and dark. Yes. And they um, perhaps haven't decided which way they're going to go yet. I like that. Is that a slow burn into potential heel turn territory? Or we still think we're the good guys, but actually we're the bad guys. Yeah. You may have that one for free. Three months of like 50-50 tag matches yep. later. Another time. <laughs> yeah. New Day still Tur- Turns out they're just like white and black and blue. <laughs> they brought the ice creams back. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <that's laughs> whatever. Like <laughs> no, I'm more into that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Just keep an eye on that one. That's there. Um, we're in the main event, uh, which I think is a compliment to this Raw. It does feel like it's flowing through, but we can't get started because as the Judgment Day made their entrance, uh, Raquel Rodriguez just decks Rhea Ripley yeah. out of absolutely nowhere, just <laughs> trucks her. Obviously, she's not cleared to wrestle, but she's cleared to fight. Um, obviously, a load of um, people come down to try and break it up. And then, obviously, because Rhea's just like lashing out, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell are there as yeah. well. And they get in the mix. Candice yeah, LeRae gets a few licks in. Certainly appears as if um, Rhea and Candice is being set up for a next week thing until Raquel is good to go. Like, Raquel's obviously the big bad here in Rhea's yes. life. But I thought it was a pretty cool kind of... The division are getting pretty sick of Rhea Ripley, and it's not just one challenger at a time. And, like, there's been a lot of discourse and discussion over the booking of women's wrestling in general, mm-hmm. how so few of them have agency, how so few stories are that well told. Like, I don't want to just throw out praise for Nout, but it was certainly nice to see, like, other people getting in the mix here because Absolutely. a fight is going on. Like, yeah. Why would you not like want a piece of that as well? Yeah, because it's not it doesn't just happen with the men, Michael. Unbelievably, yeah. the women are in the company too. Uh-huh. 
Candice LeRae is a massive, like, the, to see her turn up on this one, and like a bullet at yep. Rhea Ripley, basically, and obviously Andy Hartwell as well. Candice LeRae, it, for me, is a complete no-brainer for this one. Mm-hmm. Like, who, if you want a baby-faced wrestler yep. who is a female, right, Candice LeRae is right there, and she also is exceptional at professional wrestling. Yep. I'm not sure why they haven't, and I know we've talked about this, they might just be holding off on stuff to do with the way, they might be holding off on stuff to kind of, Tie champ and all that back in and DIY, etc. Et let's stop waiting. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. No. You can do both things. You mm-hmm. can have this cake and you can eat it. Yep. Candice LeRae is excellent. Indy Hartwell's excellent. I assume Indy is still. I don't know. Not what quite 100 percent because she was physical here, but yeah, like, yeah. physical, but not again. Yeah. So was Raquel, I guess, mm-hmm. but not to the point of being able to wrestle. Candice is a no-brainer for me. Uh, I'd look. She's been. A bit more of a the baby face, right? Rhea Ripley, obviously being Rhea Ripley, and also just the sheer thought of the terrible things she could do to Candice LeRae. Oh yeah, in the best possible way. Yeah, like the same way her husband sells these things. She's a million times better because she's even smaller than him. Yeah, and it's like, and she's an amazing wrestler. I just let's have something. Let's have more. Let's use this. I've said this now. I'll be gone after this week. Let's have more <laughs> from Candice LeRae, please, and hopefully. Once she's fully fit, Indy Hartwell as well. They would be definitely good in the middle chances, but let's not just have them disappear. Mm-hmm. Let's have them matter. They are good wrestlers. Let's see them on telly a bit more. Payback is in a monthly, and it's like the same weekend as All Out in Chicago. Um, and I could see Candice LeRae getting a shot at Rhea. Yeah. Like, that's uh, like not to sort of denigrate Payback no. or Candice LeRae, no, no. but while Raquel recovers, in inverted commas. Well, t- it's, it's an opportunity, perfect, isn't yeah. it? Because mm-hmm. they've got their stories they like, but let's let's have it right. It would be a great opportunity. Kick ass it well. really would. It would um, absolutely kick ass. Main event kicked a bit of ass as well. Raw's pattern of throwing the Judgment Day in multi-man matches uh-huh. played out again here. There wasn't, truthfully, much to the... Like, look, Cody's great, Seth's great. A lot of was on Nakamura, um, kind of mocking them as like a bit of an X-factor in all of this. Like, yeah. he doesn't get in the mix as much with the Judgment Day, so doing the game and yeah. all that. And like, they're kind of... He's a bit of an unknown Not quantity. Not sure what to do with him. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. been kind of like back and forth. They've been doing the roods with like your Seths and your Cody's and that. But here's Nakamura as this X Factor. So it's like they're kind of, I don't want to denigrate this, but they're sort of doing these house show main events every week and just some stick out more than others. Yeah. So my negative on this would be like there wasn't anything that I'm going well, to talk about the Chad Gable four-way earlier on. Nothing from this is particularly going to stick out about yeah. the body of the match. But it was really good, good guys and bad guys stuff nonetheless. Yeah. Like the crowd is super into it. We are better story beats or like character beats, I think, yeah. than all character wrestling. stuff yeah. rather than in ring. Um, Cody, it's cool this because Cody is he's the top guy. He's the he's the uncrowned champion as far as I'm saying. He's a guy carrying yeah. around a belt that he hasn't got. Yeah. Um, but that you never see because Roman's not around. While Seth, oddly, there's a weird paradox at play here. Oddly, does put over the prestige of this trinket belt that he's got because he cares about it. They're doing a very good job of Cody walking the tightrope of not. I don't want that one. Yeah, but not burying it. And I don't know how they're doing it. I don't, maybe it's maybe this is like Seth and Cody being the only two that could pull this off. Mm. But I just feel like the tension between them was quite effective. But Cody isn't. He's not really saying I don't want that. Yeah, I don't trust you. It's the elements you, you of You put their... a kendo stick in my bruised tit. Yeah. I, I don't want your belt. I want, yeah. I want, I want it's Roman's It's the psychology belt. behind it, though, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't have to say it, which is quite reserved for WWE. There's a latent disrespect. Yeah. When well, you're in there, like, yeah. Seth feeling aggrieved that he... Why wouldn't you want this belt? But also, they kind of don't want to have to go... Like, like in the character-wise, they took each other to hell and back, quite literally. Yeah. So, like, it's... Do we want to go down that road again? Cody obviously did mention in that presser, didn't he, post... Uh, was it the post... Uh, Money in the Bank, was it? 
perhaps. Oh yeah, no, that uh, yeah, my story is the WWE title. Sorry, my, okay. Oh yeah, sorry. That, yeah, that. he said that. I thought, I thought he was saying I don't actually look at the press conference. No, no, no. no. We, we don't include them <laughs> on this podcast. But yeah, when he sort of said that's. No, no disrespect respect to the belt, yes. but my actual personal story is the other title, didn't he? Seth could take that as disrespectful to the belt. Could, yeah, yeah, it feels quite disrespectful. Um, so, yeah, we have the, the sort of the late intention between the baby faces that they're able to power through while Nakamura kind of plays this like awesome, like a load of the profile is given to him as the guy that's yeah. coming and save the day and helps him uh, and helps him ultimately win the match because uh, it all breaks down as you would expect. And Rhea Ripley runs interference, she throws her belt in the ring as a distraction piece to allow Damien Priest to smash Cody with the money in the bank briefcase, which triggers Sami Zayn with the padded up injured yes. elbow at this point making his return. Uh, so he goes for Damien Priest. Finn Balor suddenly has the briefcase in his hand that he sees the opportunity to use himself, but Seth nails um, him with a super kick. At, with the case to the face, yes, all of that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, Cody latches on to Finn Balor at that point and nails him with a crossroads. He's already taken the briefcase. So he's down for the count. One, two, three. The baby faces win, which again, like, kind of plays into the fact that, like, the briefcase at this point, made literal, is the thing that's gotten in between yeah. Damien Priest and Finn, which is what yeah. JD McDonough manifested. Um, Seth and Cody um, are still kind of at odds with one another, but Sami Zayn is determined to play a peacemaker between the three. It's a good night. We're four mates and we've all won. Come on, lads, stop being miserable bastards. So Seth offers the handshake, which yep. Cody dutifully accepts. And tonight, at least, we'll all go on four ring posts and we'll all send the fans home happy. Or will we? Because Shinsuke Nakamura smashes Seth Rollins with yeah. the Kinshasa. And that's how Raw goes off the air, presumably with him, as he said, carving his own path to a world heavyweight title shot, potentially a payback. Yeah. Any thoughts on the match and especially the post match? Well, the match, I, I think we kind of covered it there. Mm. Like, more. I'd say better than paint by numbers, but more just in a sense of, you know, mm. character beats, I would think, rather than actual... I mean, it's six, again, six talented people in there, so it's still yeah. more than good enough to be the well, main event. But, well, all right, okay. Five Edgar right. Oh, well, okay. Well. <laughs> no, I love it. Look, uh, I love let's it, yeah. not disrespect uh, the ex-condor for <laughs> a second. But, yeah, I think more for this felt like the beats didn't to mm-hmm. me. I think uh, it's weird because I, you'll have to fill me in on this book other than my viewing of Nakamura being the guy who's been lingering around Bronson Reed and Co. for yeah. a little while, I always would be happy to see him like spotlighted a bit better. I don't believe he is that guy anymore. Not in a bad way, by the way. I think that's his choice. He kind of works up to his spot sometimes. I think he'll, he'll a, surf until he's told to care. I think so. And I think he can. Yeah. And I, th- I still think he can, by the way. I, I still think he's got it in his locker. Really small doses, I, I would say. I think a lot of people maybe don't realise that it is a perhaps more of a choice of just like, that's I've done all that other stuff now. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of me just, I'm here for whenever you need me. And the pay is yeah. good enough and I like to do me surfing. But then again, he is getting on. Like not in a, not in a like ancient way, but in the fact that he's been doing this forever. Yeah. Like, and I wonder whether if the fire is there, I would love to see him come out with, that. the thing is he could do it. That's what I, whether or not the actual match itself, like his, can he still go, Michael? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You have to tell me. But I think yeah. I think it's more about like I think he could generate it. Mm. I think he has the ability. He's weird enough. Maybe the main roster audience is not as into him as the full sale audience used to be back in the day. But he could still generate it. I just don't necessarily always know if he's wants to. If that does that make sense? It does. We were struggling yesterday to find a um, basically a time filler contender for Seth Rollins, and like not to. Sort of no. criticize Nakamura. Here's what he is. It is what it is. Um, I think there's. I'm more interested in this pairing than I might have been on paper a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'll be honest. Now I'm going to set my expectations incredibly low for the match. I think Seth Rollins has it in him to have these good, not great 
matches. Like I would say, truthfully, that is chemistry level with Finn. They have good stuff. I'm not sure I it agree. always hits the ceiling in your mind. Do you know what you immediately think of for this one? I immediately think of the IC, was it the IC US title match they had at Survivor Series? Yes. And that's yeah. sh- that on paper, I remember feeling like excited. But this is a very real thing, and I didn't want to mention that necessarily about Seth and Finn. Mm. Good, not great. Yeah. And it's sometimes it happens. We saw what happened with Brian Danielson and Nakamura uh, o- and Okada. AJ Mania versus the, yeah, Danielson yeah, and like Okada. That, it happen, it yeah. happens to even the biggest act in the world. Yes, the it ones does, that can't fail. It just doesn't like maybe hit the heights and maybe that's an expectation thing. But yeah, I think Balaz fallen into that category for Seth. I do also think Nakamura, unfortunately, might fall into that category. However, to your point about when he wants to, he still can. Mm-hmm. One of Nakamura's biggest strengths when you in the first NXT run where they hid for the longest time that maybe the matches aren't always there. Yes. Um, was his ability to kind of spook his opponents with just how weird he is. Weird, yeah. I remember it was like the Austin Aries match in particular. It was like, this is good. Can't this get a is read great yeah. because Austin Aries just kinda yeah, kinda get a read. If anyone can out Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins with the aesthetics. I think Nakamura might try. Yeah. Like Seth isn't ready for how dumb and weird Nakamura is yeah. prepared to get with the outlandish costumes. Like I'm already picturing like this being Nakamura's best attire yet because he's like, right, I'm basically, basically taking on the guy that like has no rules when it comes to what he yeah. wears on these big stages. Like I could see Seth trying to wear a Nakamura type Freddie Mercury bodysuit to get yeah. under his skin. And Nakamura being, you're gonna, it's going to take more than that. Like, I'm the master of this sort of thing. Like, let's let this one get weird. I was let's just gonna, let this get weird. Keep, keep talking, because I'm just going to quickly Google to see if I can see what, what he was wearing when they did the Survivor Series match. Oh, Another, do you know what it was? It was just red and blue stuff, was it? Nakamura wore a blue velour jumpsuit, but it had, like, the SmackDown T-shirt on over the top. Ah, and I right. could be wrong, but I think Seth came out in his cringe half-and-half half raw shield T-shirt. Hang on, was that 2018? Yeah. The Shield had just got back together. Oh, that's so they're all wearing the half and half. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was a lot like later than that. I'm yeah. thinking like it was after Nakamura. Oh, AJ, that's so yeah. gross, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like the like, half and half Shield and the raw T-shirt. I loved Nakamura's blue ensemble because yes. he was he was red up until yeah. that point. Oh, I remember. He's in blue, yeah. but yeah. So I'd, let's get weird. This is yeah, not about okay. this is not about like a hammerlock for three or four minutes no. in the match. It's about. Freak stuff. Mm. Freak <laughs> that's stuff, what, that's yeah. what I want to look at. For the spectacle with these two, the man came out at the start the night in like. Luminous yellow yeah. Crocs. Yeah. Like, that's... that's, that's I'd, I'd like to see... investigate that. I'd like to just see, like, all jokes aside, I would actually like to see a good entry in this. Like, even if it's not the work rate, like, five-star yes. kind of variety, I mm-hmm. want it... You'd like it to be memorable. I just... Yeah. I, I really just do hate that Nakamura doesn't have that same rep. You know, I know... Mm. I'm not saying I'm... It's not like Pusha Cesaro, like, back in the day. <laughs> this is like, I'm very aware that Nakamura is what he is in WWE, but it's a shame, because I think... I'd just like to see him... Have his like mic drop moment, like oh yeah. By the way, I could if I wanted to. Uh, yes, and then just you know, I don't ever want him to achieve it. Now he's that moment came and went when <laughs> with AJ Styles back in the day. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be nice to see it just be memorable. I just want it to be memorable mm. and be fun. If it can't be the best, let's have it be fun and be interesting. Which is a lovely way for us to round this podcast out because this has been memorable and fun. Yeah. Even if and some it's people not going to be the best, it the it'll best. never be the best. Look, you brought me out of a closet, basically, <laughs> in many different ways. If you, <laughs> if you think this was uh, memorable, fun, and all the best, reply on Twitter yeah. when this podcast goes out okay, later on. Yeah. Where, sorry, not on Twitter. Where are my manners? On eggs. Because I heard Twitter has been corrupted. Oh, I think it's so funny that like Twitter's joined the House of Black. I'm yeah. banging it with me. So <laughs> like, weird. So weird. If you want to, is it even following now? I don't know. If you want to keep up with Adam Nicholas on X, where can they find you? Oh, uh, at it's Adam Nicholas. If you want to keep up with Michael Hamlet on <laughs> X, 
I'm at Michael Hamflit. Uh, all of us are at What Culture WWE. Thank you for spending some of your time with us on this uh, Raw podcast today. We'll be back later on, the two of us, to preview NXT oh, yeah. 2.0. <laughs> Oh, which it isn't even anymore, but it kind of is because I'm going to basically try and catch you up on the three years you missed. There's a lot. I was going to say there's three years I got out on in 2020. So yeah, there's. The, I'm excited. We'll, we'll cover I'm that later excited. On. We'll cover that later <laughs> on. Uh, and until the next time, we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.